Is Taylor Swift a psyop? Is the Super Bowl rigged? We are going through all of these theories about Taylor Swift and her relationship with Travis Kelsey today. And it might seem trivial, but as we will thoroughly explain, it actually all matters. It tells us a lot about the cultural political, moral, even theological moment that we are in. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Good Ranchers. Go to GoodRanchers.com. Use code Allie at checkout. That's GoodRanchers.com. Code Allie. Hey guys, welcome to Relatable. Happy Tuesday. Hope everyone is having a wonderful week so far. If you have not listened to yesterday's episode with uh, Stephen Thin Holland, you've got to go listen to it. So many of you who did listen to it or watch it, you've reached out to me telling me that you were just sobbing the whole time. And if you're like me, your tears changed from like tears of sadness, tears of gratitude to tears of joy and happiness. Such a beautiful story of God's redemption. So only listen to it if you want to cry. But they are tears of just thankfulness for God's goodness his power, his faithfulness. And so listen to it if you want to be encouraged by the gospel and what God does for his people. All right, before we get into today's episode, I want to remind y'all that we've got some cute, cute Valentine's Day merch ready for y'all in the merch store. Go to AllieMerch.com. We'll put it up on YouTube. We've got our self-love won't save you totes, sticker, shirts, and crewnecks. I still don't have mine in. y'all are getting y'all's merch. So take a picture of it, post it on Instagram, tag me so I can see it. I'm super excited to get mine. Whenever I get mine in, uh, I will also post a picture of it. Self-love won't save you. Relate bros, make sure to get the Relate gal in your life. Some self-love won't save you merch. Uh, and then also, I know Relate bros, you're like, when are we going to get our merch? And even though there's some stuff on there that I think some Relate bros will wear, you know, my brother and uh, my husband, who is the chief Relate bro, they're always telling me what kind of merch the Relate bros actually need. My brother says that the do the next right thing black shirts that we meant for Relate bros, uh, he says that for him, um, they're a little too, it's a little too busy. There are too many words on it. So if you're a Relate bro like my brother and you feel the same way, you can send some ideas. We have some ideas and they'll be Uh, hopefully manifesting themselves in new merch soon. But if you've got any Relatabro, like hat, shirt, sweatshirt ideas, send them our way because I know we've got uh, mostly related gal merch in the merch store, but we want to make sure that we have something for y'all too. So send any, send any ideas that you guys have. Um, AllieMerch.com, you can check that all out there. All right, we're talking about Taylor Swift. Because, of course, have you guys heard of Taylor Swift? Do you know who she is? She's a pop singer. She's a pop singer from Pennsylvania. Now, you might have thought that maybe she's from Nashville. And that's because she talked like this when she first started. But she's not from Nashville. She's actually from uh, Pennsylvania. And as you well know, she has amassed tens of millions of adoring fans over the years. 
I am, I think, two years younger than Taylor Swift. And so those of us who were born, yeah, no, three, because she was born in 1989, right? Like that's the name of one of her albums. I was born in 92. So she's three years older than me. But anyone born in that range, like we can name uh, what era of our life or like what was happening in our life when certain Taylor Swift albums came out, like the Fearless album for those of us born in that time, that's like when we got our driver's license. Uh, and so that is a very, that's a very nostalgic album for me. And even as someone, I don't consider myself a Swifty as it were, but I can name you most of her albums and probably know, I wouldn't say most of her songs, but a lot of her songs. And I would say that's true of a lot of millennial women. It's just been the backdrop of several significant moments of our lives. And I think I've said this before, but I gave the commencement speech for my college graduation and of course had to quote her, had to quote her. Now looking back, I'm like, oh, the cheese factor was 1000. It was just off the charts when I was doing this. But at the time it got good laughs because 22 came out around that time. So happy, free, confused, and lonely at the same time. And of course, I had to use that in my graduation speech, as I'm sure many, many other graduation speakers did in 2014. Um, so I am not, I'm not a Taylor, I'm not a Taylor Swift stan necessarily, but I am not, I'm also not a Taylor Swift hater. And there is a battle right now going on between the Swifties and the anti-Swifties, if you will. And it has to do with these theories about her popularity and also about like why she is so prominently in the news right now and why her relationship with Kansas City Chiefs player Travis Kelsey is taking over so many headlines. So as I will detail, let me just give you like a TLDR. Um, one side, seems to be mostly like the conservative side, basically saying that it's a psyop, that it's manufactured, that her relationship with uh, Travis Kelsey like isn't organic. It's not natural. It was all planned for them to start dating and then for the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, for her to have even more prominence and popularity than she did before, and then to encourage everyone to vote for Biden this November. So it's all this big fed psyop with Taylor Swift at the uh, center of it. And then, of course, uh, you've got some other analysis out there. You've got some people saying, no, this is such a positive development. One, because they're just happy to see Taylor Swift happy. But other people saying that this is a really important cultural moment for the young girls who follow Taylor Swift, seeing her get into a stable relationship, possibly get engaged, get married and have kids. And she would be a shining example of stability and what... Uh, the goal should be, they would say, for young women. So we've got this battle of ideas going on out there, in addition to some people just saying Taylor Swift is stupid and boring, and then the other people saying, no, she is literally an angel sent from heaven. So we've got a lot. We've got a lot going on here. But I want to go through the theories, and then I want to tell you, as someone who is neither a stan nor a hater, what I make of her popularity and just kind of why she's in the center of the news and what I think about it right now. Because you've also probably heard, just to add another perspective that goes around a lot, especially on Christian social media, is that she's a witch. 
and that she, Brie, our resident Swifty, is laughing behind the camera. But um, people say she's a witch and they're always looking for like satanic symbolism and stuff and the things that she says and does. And I'll address that in a second. So, um, okay, let's go through uh, this idea that Taylor Swift is a psyop. Let me just go. Let me just go ahead and pause so you can take a breather and get ready for all of this. Let me tell you about our first sponsor. And then I'll get into that, okay? First sponsor for the day is, of course, Carly Jean Los Angeles, which I am, as almost always, uh, wearing right now. I've got my Carly Jean Los Angeles sweater. It is super soft, fuzzy sweater. I also have it in brown. Love it so much. You could just live in this. It's super cute. Dress it up, dress it down. And then I've got one of my favorite Carly Jean Los Angeles tanks, which I love. I'm always wearing CJLA because it's super, um, it's high quality, it's versatile. I can wear it in any season of life, any season of the year. And I love that it's a capsule clothing company. So you could get like six really nice pieces, mix and match them, have a lot of variety in your closet without crowding your closet with a bunch of pieces that you're never going to wear. Plus, I love some Supporting this company because it's a family-run, pro-life, pro-God, pro-America company. You don't have to worry that they're sending your money to organizations and causes like abortion, other causes that you don't believe in. You can support them knowing that they share our values. Plus, they've got a really good deal going on for you right now. If you use code RELATABLE25 at checkout, you'll get $25 off an order of $125 or more. Or if you use code RELATABLE50, you get $50 off in order of $200 or more. So that's a really good deal. Just go to CarlyJeanLosAngeles.com, use code RELATABLE25 or RELATABLE50. That's CarlyJeanLosAngeles.com, RELATABLE25 or RELATABLE50. Okay, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift. So in case you didn't know... Uh, another reason that we're talking about this is because the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday won the NFL AFC West Championships. Okay. And I don't even know what all of that means, but I did know this because my husband is a football fan and um, and he was watching football on Sunday. So I did know that uh, they won their game. So this qualifies them to compete against the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl in two weeks. My notes say Bree, uh, parentheses, football experts <laughs> can provide more context if needed. Are you, are you, I knew that you're Taylor Swift expert. I didn't know you're a football expert. I'm a football. I, I know everything about football. <laughs> Okay, tell us. Is there more context that's needed here? No. Okay. No, not really. That's pretty. That pretty much covers it. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Um, all right. So a very popular account that I I really love following. Also, always has really interesting information. So, but this is an example of someone saying that this is a psyop. Uh, the account End Wokeness says what's happening with Taylor Swift is not organic and natural. It's an op. We all feel it. We all know it. And then you've got the picture of this like a uh, wall of magazines with Taylor Swift as the cover on all of them. Is this real? It was Taylor Swift really on the cover of all of these magazines at, at once. Do you know, Brie? Um, I don't know for certain, but it, it would make sense because that was, I'm trying to see when this might've been. Yeah. This is like, while her tour is going on. So yeah, it would make sense. 
I guess, although you can't see the names of any of the magazines except for Time magazine. This looks like actually it's in Barnes and Noble, which means they probably specifically made this as like a Taylor Swift. Swift. Okay, got it. Wow, that's crazy. Okay, (laughs) and so then they have a picture of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift hugging after the game on Sunday. I saw that, thought it was pretty cute. And then you've got Taylor Swift in the stands and the boxes. She's watching Travis Kelsey. That wasn't on Sunday because her hair is different, but it was part of a different game. So um, we have talked about this before, how they started dating. They apparently started dating sometime over the summer. Um, He got, what, a friendship bracelet, which is like a Taylor Swift thing, and talked about her on a podcast, right? Yeah. And they started dating, what, this summer or this fall? Um, I think it was a little earlier than everyone thought. So early summer, maybe, I think. Okay, and this is such a big deal. It's it's not just another celebrity having a relationship, which happens all the time. But she has been as prominent and public as she is. She's been pretty private about her relationships, right? Like most mm-hmm. people don't put it together, if I'm correct, until after the fact. And they're like piecing songs together to try to figure out like what happened in her relationships. And she was dating a guy named Joe for a long time. Yeah, for six years. And oh, it was like wow. the whole relationship was completely private. And they Six years? How does she have time to write? How does she have time for all these other relationships that she writes about? Like Jake <laughs> Gyllenhaal and Harry Styles and all these things. That was things. all before. That was all before the six years. Really? So yeah. for the past six years, all of her songs, her relationship songs have been about Joe? No, but I mean, she. <laughs> I won't go too deep into the lore, but she, she had an album called Lover, which was very like, it was a lot of love songs because she was in love at the time. And her albums after that have mostly been like imaginative albums where she's writing like not from her own perspective, but from. Okay. But all too yeah. well, people did say that that was about Jake Gyllenhaal. That was about Jake Gyllenhaal. And that was before, obviously. That's a good song. It's a great song. It's, I mean, it's. it's there's a 10 okay, minute I'm version not- now. I shouldn't even say that because I'm not encouraging you to go out and listen to it because it is a little explicit. Yeah, the the 10 minute version is. Yeah, the 10 minute version is. Yeah. Okay. so I'm not (laughs) endorsing it. It's a bad song. I should have Mm -hmm. said that. It's a bad song. Don't listen to it. That's bad. Okay. so some online commentators are calling Taylor Swift's skyrocketing popularity and relationship with Super Bowl bound Travis Kelsey, not just coincidental, but all part of a government psy psychological operation to manipulate the outcome of the 2024 presidential election. In a January 9th segment, Fox News host Jesse Waters described a 2019 Pentagon meeting where officials mentioned the idea of using a person like Taylor Swift as a psyop to combat misinformation. Okay, here's Jesse Waters saying that. You came in here wanting to understand how you just go out there and counter an information operation. Well, the idea is that social influence can help, uh, can help uh, encourage or uh, promote behavior change, so potentially as like a peaceful information operation. I include Taylor Swift in here because she's, um, you know, she's a fairly influential online person. I don't know if you've heard of her. Okay, so that wasn't Jesse Waters. That was on the Jesse Waters show. That was someone from NATO talking about using Taylor Swift as a way to, as basically a messenger for the information that they want to put out there, which is which, you know, is weird, is troubling. Like, I don't really love hearing government organizations talking about battling so-called misinformation. I don't think that they're reliable arbiters of truth at all. And typically what they just mean is people who disagree with us. And so using Taylor Swift or any prominent voice as a vehicle for their message, I do think is troubling. Does that necessarily mean that Taylor Swift is involved with the federal government? Not so sure about that. The Pentagon was quick to push back against the claim 
this accusation that people were making. This is reported by Politico at the beginning of January. They responded saying that this is not true and they were uh, trying to be super cute about it. Pentagon spokesperson Sabrina Singh uh, pushed back against Waters' claim, referencing one of Swift's big hits by saying in a statement, as for this conspiracy theory, we're going to shake it off. Oh, I'm cringing. But that does highlight that we still need Congress to approve our supplemental budget request as swiftly as possible so we can be out of the woods with potential fiscal concerns. I wish she would grant the administration a supplemental budget request. Okay, see, that makes me think that she's definitely an op. <laughs> Just that statement in and of itself. Like, I'm starting to think that she might be a battery-powered robot. From that, from that statement, that gives me the heebie-jeebies more than anything else. I wish you would not talk. Pentagon. <laughs> I wish you would have not done that. Um, okay, Jack Posobiec said, thinking about what Taylor Swift called out the Soros family in 2019 for buying the rights to her music and then how she became how she came out a super liberal in 2020. Uh, then Vivek uh Ramaswamy, he responded to Jack Posobiec saying, I wonder who's going to win the Super Bowl next month. And I wonder if there's a major presidential endorsement coming from an artificially cultural, culturally propped up couple this fall. Just some wild speculation over here. Let's see how it ages over the next eight months. So, of course, that is the uh, that's the theory that's going on here. So in reference to what Jack Posobiec is talking about, her calling out the Soros family, um, here she is in 2019 doing that. I had the chance to purchase my music outright, my entire catalog was sold to Scooter Braun's Ithaca Holdings in a deal that I'm told was funded by the Soros family, 23 Capital, and the Carlyle Group. Okay, so she called them out, and then some people are saying, I guess Jack Posobiec is trying to say that after that she came out as a liberal. I'm reading in between the lines here. I'm not saying Jack Posobiec is saying this, but it seems my interpretation is that some are saying that she was basically like, punished for calling out the Soros family and that to make up for calling them out, she is now like a liberal activist. Do you think that's what the theory is trying to posit? I think some people have that theory. I think others just don't really understand the context, to be honest, because I, I think they think, oh, the Soros family helped buy her masters and therefore now she's like in bed with them. And the reality is she has nothing to do with them because they were sold out from under her. So I, I think some people are misconflating those. Yeah, I don't know that Jack Posobiec is because he is, is saying that Taylor Swift called out the Soros family. Mm -hmm. So he understands that it's negative. I, don't, I, I honestly, I'm not sure what he's trying to imply. Some people might be trying to imply that... Um, she's trying to like compensate for calling them out or that someone from the Soros family said, Hey, you can't call us out. And so now you need to be a liberal activist. Who knows what, uh, what went on behind the scenes? Uh, Jack Lombardi. Uh, I'm not sure he's someone on Twitter. He said, I have never been more convinced that the Super Bowl is rigged with all the unneeded and unwanted Taylor coverage at the games. Casey's journey to the Super Bowl, totally scripted next Travis and Taylor together at the Super Bowl, appearing happy and in love. Then Casey wins. And then later announcing their support for Biden, coincidental, no bought and paid for a couple S M H. Um, 
Okay, so it is true, it is true that Taylor Swift became more vocal about her politics, about her liberal politics in 2020. I don't know what motivated this, except that there was kind of a meme that was going around that was really popular, basically saying Taylor Swift's silence on this is just unbelievable. Some people saying that tongue in cheek, like, duh, we don't need Taylor Swift to talk about this. And so they were just kind of joking about it. But then others really saying, you know, why isn't she speaking out more about LGBTQ rights and about the right to choose, blah, blah, blah. And so people were really pressuring her to stand up against Trump and make sure that everyone knew that she was liberal because she had so much influence, has so much influence on the younger generation, such a big platform. And they didn't like that she wasn't talking about politics. So in 2020, she had a documentary that came out called Miss Americana. I remember watching it at the time. And there is a scene where she is talking to her dad about Republican Senator Marsha Blackburn, who was running for the uh, position at the time. And she was telling her dad why she needed to speak out against Marsha Blackburn and why this was such a big deal to her. So here's some of that. It really is a big deal she votes against against fair pay for women. She votes against the reauthorization of the of the Violence Against Women Act, which is just basically protecting us from domestic abuse and stalking, stalking. She votes, she thinks that, that if you're a gay couple, or even if you look like a gay couple, you should be allowed to be kicked out of a restaurant. It's really basic human rights, and it's right and wrong at this point, and I can't see another commercial and see her disguising these policies behind the words Tennessee Christian values. Those aren't Tennessee Christian values. I live in Tennessee. I am Christian. That's not what we stand for. My goodness. Oh, do you really think Marsha Blackburn thinks that a couple that looks gay should be kicked out of a restaurant? Okay, this is something about her. And I know I'm not trying to come across as rude. I apologize, Brie. But okay, so in she's 31 years old in this documentary. She comes across, I'm sorry, she comes across as so incredibly young and juvenile. Okay, it's one thing to be passionate. I'm all for it. Even if you disagree with me, and I think that her position is absolutely uninformed there. It just shows that she only can imbibe superficial, propagandistic talking points about the issues, that she has no idea what's on the line. She's very politically, culturally, and I would say morally and theologically ignorant. That entire clip just encapsulated so much ignorance. But also the like it reminded me of a teenager trying to convince her dad that she can stay out past 11. That's I'm sorry. It she comes across to me and it's not just in this clip as extremely immature, like extremely young and emotionally stunted. And that clip talking about why she couldn't vote for Marsha Blackburn and why she needed to speak out against Trump. That wasn't that just wasn't thoughtful, first of all. And she just didn't seem like she was able to. I, I hate to say this because I know it can sound patronizing, but just calm down and just like articulate your position. It was just very, 
I don't know, is very cringe to me. I'm sorry, Brie. It just wasn't. I know you don't agree with her. You don't have to apologize to me because I agree. I think she is a little bit stunted in multiple ways because of what her life is and the phases of life that she kind of skipped in in being famous at a young age. And so I and there is actually another part of that documentary where she is talking about how she's 31 there. She's talking about how she can't imagine having kids right now. Like, I can't even imagine that. My friends are all having kids. I can't imagine that. And I remember watching that. I'm a little bit younger than her. And I was like, that's such a weird thing to say at age 31. Yeah. I know some people at 31 feel that way. But for her to say it like, that's the weirdest thing to be 31 and having kids. <laughs> I was like, I-, I don't know. Something something is a little bit immature there then, right? Yeah, I definitely think so. And I, I mean, I think that's representative of a lot of people. Um, in our generation who also feel that way, I just don't think that that is like the best example uh, for people to follow. Okay, before we get into the rest of this, let me pause. Let me tell you about our next sponsor for the day, and that is Good Ranchers. We're still loving Good Ranchers in our home. We eat it every day, every night. They've got better than organic chicken, pre-marinated, non-pre-marinated. They've got ground beef, which we eat multiple times a week. It's just so versatile. They've got all kinds of cuts of steak. They've got bacon. I mean, you really can eat Good Ranchers every meal of the day. It's a great way to get your protein in. Plus, you can feel good knowing that this meat is all from American farms and ranches, and it's really high quality. Plus, this is a family-run company. Again, Christians who love God, love life, love America, and you can just feel good about sending your money here. Plus, it makes your life easier because it ships to your front door once a month if you subscribe, and you don't have to worry about picking out the right meat in the grocery store. Take something off your plate. It's also just a sense of security to have a freezer full of really high-quality meat. So go to GoodRanchers.com and you can pick your box and then you'll get $189 of free chicken. So they'll give you over two pounds of pre-trimmed better than organic chicken um, with your order. Plus, if you use my code Allie, you'll get $20 off. So GoodRanchers.com, use code Allie for $20 off. GoodRanchers.com, code Allie. Okay, so here is my issue with this idea that in 2019, she said that thing about Soros, and then in 2020, she all of a sudden became liberal. So even though the Miss Americana documentary came out in 2020, the stuff that she was saying in that clip that we showed you, it's actually from 2018. So she did start speaking out about politics a little bit and Marsha Blackburn in 2018. Um, she actually posted on Instagram part of what you just heard her say in 2018. She said, in the past, I've been reluctant to publicly voice my political opinions, but due to several events in my life and in the And in the world in the past two years, I feel very differently about that. Now, I always have and always will cast my vote based on which candidate will protect and fight for the human rights I believe we all deserve in this country. I believe in the fight for LGBTQ rights and that any form of discrimination based on sexual orientation or gender is wrong. And she goes on and on and on about that. And so she is she advocated for the pro 
abortion, anti-parental rights in some ways, a Democrat party or Democratic candidate uh, in Tennessee rather than Marsha Blackburn. And she wanted everyone to know that. But that was back in 2018. So the timeline that some people are saying that she didn't become liberal until 2020 or outspoken about that, that's not um, that's not exactly true. Um, and then Uh, We have in 2020, if you fast forward a little bit, where she does explicitly endorse Joe Biden. She gave her reasoning for her endorsement to V Magazine. She says this, the change we need most is to elect a president who recognizes that people of color deserve to feel safe and represented. What does that mean? What does that mean? And what has Biden done for that? And like, what policies are you talking about? What are you talking about specifically? Like, let's get down to the details, lady, that women deserve the right to choose what happens to their bodies. Abortion is not your body. Um, And that the LGBTQIA plus community deserves to be acknowledged and included. Oh, trust me, they are acknowledged and they're not just included. They are their sexual preferences and gender confusion is absolutely celebrated. Like it is central to American society now. Everyone deserves a government that takes global health risks seriously and puts the lives of its people First, do you think the Biden administration who refuses to guard the border puts the lives of its citizens first? Of course it doesn't. It actually very much resents the lives of Americans. Uh, The only way we can begin to make things better is to choose leaders who are willing to face these issues and find ways to work through them. I will proudly vote for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris in this year's presidential election under their leadership. I believe America has a chance to start the healing process it so desperately needs. Of course, this is not true. This is not true at all. They have only caused division. They have only caused resentment. They have only ratcheted up the heat uh, in the country. I mean, you rem- do you remember that speech that Biden gave in front of a wall that was bathed in blood red light uh, in which he talks about going after MAGA Republicans? I mean, this is an administration that has targeted with law enforcement pro-lifers and has put political prisoners in jail even for peaceful involvement in the events of January 6th. I mean, this is an administration who has taken away school lunches from poor students because the school that they attend will not allow boys into girls' restrooms. That's not an exaggeration. That's not a fabrication. We have talked about that, detailed that new rule installed, instilled by the Biden administration um, on this show. We can link the episode to that and you can learn more about it. Uh, And so that's what the Biden administration is. They are rabidly pro-abortion. They are rabidly pro-chemical castration of children. They are anti-fairness in women's sports. They are anti-women's privacy. They are anti-women's safety. This woman who just went on this like emotional uh, tirade about the importance of protecting women and how Marsha Blackburn apparently is against protecting women, which is not true. Uh, she doesn't care at all about 
men in women's spaces, men going into women's bathrooms, men going into women's locker rooms, men being placed in women's prisons, men being put in women's domestic abuse shelters, and the women who have been raped and beaten and victimized, murdered even, because of these policies and which perverse men who have a fetish that has to do with them dressing up as women are placed in these private and vulnerable spaces with women. Taylor Swift, who apparently cares so much about being stalked and victimized herself, she doesn't care about those women. No, she's going to vote for the administration and the party that advocates for those policies, that pushes those policies, all in the name of being inclusive. Um, here's a picture of Taylor Swift showing uh, Biden uh, cookies that she probably did not make herself, but she uh, decided to show them on Instagram. Yeah, very cute. And by the way, Marsha Blackburn <laughs> won her election even with Taylor Swift uh, weighing in on that. Um, but she might have more influence now, perhaps, than she did in 2018. As she posted in September 2023, she said, are you registered to vote yet? I've been so lucky to see so many of you guys at my U.S. shows recently. I've heard you raise your voices, and I know how powerful, powerful they are. Make sure you're ready to use them in our elections this year. Um, and then vote.org said that they saw a 1,200% increase in traffic to their site in the course of an hour. So I don't know, maybe she will actually have some influence on this on this election in the coming year. I'm not sure about that. Do we have the thought of her at her concert and her little uh, monologue about uh, Pride Month? Yeah. Okay, let's play that. And I wish that every place was safe and beautiful for people in the LGBTQ community. I really wish that. Because, you know, we can't talk about pride without talking about pain. They're, they're right now and recently and in the recent years, there have been so many harmful pieces of legislation that have put people in the LGBTQ and queer community at risk. It's painful for everyone, every ally, every loved one, every person in these communities, and that's why I'm always posting, this is when the midterms are. This is when these, these important key primaries Okay, what? Recently, in recent years, and recently, and also in recent years, um, <laughs> there has been much danger and many trouble for LGBTQ people. Literally, we have drag queens going into public schools and reading books to kindergartners. That is something that's happening. And we're going to pretend like they are being persecuted because people are saying, oh, yeah, I don't think that like the grown man and fake boobs and fishnets should be funded by our tax dollars when they are going into public libraries and reading books about gender confusion and sexual orientation to kids. Oh, yeah, you know, I don't think that uh, these books about pedophilia and sexual predation should be in public school libraries. That's Is that danger? Is that the danger that you're talking about? Like when people have the audacity to say, yeah, I don't think I want my third grader to be reading about gender switching and maybe being born in the wrong 
body? Like, is that the persecution? Is that the danger? Is that the harm that you're talking about? Is the beautiful world that you're talking about creating a world in which like drag queens are reading sexually explicit content in like a public library? So, like, what are what exactly are you talking about? She doesn't know. She has no idea. She doesn't know. She has no idea. And again, this comes across as someone who has like a grasp on the issues equal to that of like, I don't know, a 14 year old. Really? I mean, her ability to a a talented person. Okay, I know that there's people out there who are like, she's not talented at all. I don't get it. Blah, blah, blah. I think that's a boring take because obviously she's amassed tens of millions of of adoring fans. You don't do that if you're not talented. She's talented, okay? She's talented. She's a talented songwriter, pop writer. She never claimed to be like an actual poet, but she's writing pop songs. She's really good at that. I totally see her appeal. I really do. I'm not one of those just like straight up haters. But at the same time, I I just and don't think that she is the sharpest tool in the shed. And therefore, I don't think that she's someone that anyone should be going to for any kind of significant commentary, not when it comes to relationships, not when it comes to morality, not when it comes to politics or culture, certainly not theology, anything like that. She just comes across as extremely and disturbingly to me young. Like she has stayed the age that she was when she sang teardrops on my guitar. And that's not good. But you know, Brie, you, uh, this kind of makes sense because you have talked about um, Travis Kelsey not being the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> and you always make me laugh whenever you're talking about that. What did he say the other night in his like victory speech? Yeah, yeah when they won the championship, he came up and they're, he, they're like asking them, you know, for initial reactions. And he just screamed, you got to fight for your right to party. And you hated that. I hated it. <laughs> I hated that so much. Yeah. And you said you don't think that there's like a whole lot going on there beyond. I think football. it's just football in his brain. And yeah. that's the only thing he's capable of. Yeah. And I think a lot of people see Taylor Swift as like this brilliant and strategic businesswoman, which I think that she probably is a strategic businesswoman. Again, you don't get to where you are without you know, some form of intelligence. Definitely. I don't, I don't think, I'm not saying I think she's stupid. I don't think that. I think that she has an uncanny ability to write really clever songs. You have to have a lot of intelligence to do that. She's obviously been able to maneuver this industry to the point of success. So I'm not saying that, but I actually don't really think they're intellectually mismatched. I don't know. Brie, do you disagree with me? That is, uh, that's a hot take. That's a take. Because I, the, I don't think the they're memes, intellectually mismatched. I don't. The memes when this relationship started were that, like, she's had intelligent, artistic reader boyfriends yeah, in the that's past. that's the problem. And now she's just, you know, she's gotten to a point where she's dating someone like him. And I think she, I, I mean, I disagree. I think she's in, intelligent in a way. Well, that's what I said. I think so, too. Yeah. I think she's intelligent. I don't think she's stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. I think there's a certain ignorance, probably, that most celebrities are blinded by. But, um, yeah, no, I don't think they're intellectually matched. I really don't. I have no idea what they could possibly talk about at night. I don't. <laughs> yeah. 
But I think the displays of intellect that she gave us in those past two clips, which, okay, I understand not everyone has their best moments, but like, if you can't talk about it, don't talk about it. I just was stunned at her inability to be able to express a coherent thought. Even mm. if you don't know that much about politics, yeah. I expect you to be able to say something a little bit more informed or a little bit more compelling. But that was Kamala Harris. That was right. no better than Kamala Harris. So my hot take is that Travis Kelsey, he's got his expertise. You know, he is you have to have some form of intellect to be good at football and to understand football and to be really skilled at it. You obviously have to have a form of intellect to be able to be as successful as Taylor Swift is. So they've both got their arenas. But when it comes down to talking about serious stuff, I personally think that they're on the same level. That's my that's my hot take. That's my hot take about that. Um, that's probably fair. I, I'd probably agree with that, actually. Seeing those clips because she did have time like both both of those cases, she had time to think about what she was going to say beforehand, mm-hmm. and it does seem like she didn't. So. She probably could have even somehow set up like a teleprompter. <laughs> yeah, she could have I had know. someone else write it for her if she wanted to. And yeah, I just yeah. think that. But but you know, a lot of progressives, especially progressive women, are extremely. And I'm not saying emotions are always bad, or it's always wrong to be emotional, but are extremely emotionally driven extremely emotionally driven. They suffer, as I said on Twitter, and I'm writing my book about, they suffer from pathological empathy, where they just feel so much and only feel that they are just completely um, ignorant of what's true. And they don't really want to know what's true. And you could say, you could argue whether it's actually empathy or whether it's narcissism, savior complex, ego, things like that. I, I don't know exactly what it is. It's probably a mixture of the two. Um, but there is a complete unwillingness to think through the complexities of an issue like abortion, like immigration, like justice and race and all of these things, because there's no incentive to do that, by the way. There's no incentive to do that. Like she knows that she can say all of these things and that she's still going to get people who are conservative to listen to her. She knows that. And that's probably true. Conservatives, we are way more willing to just appreciate the talents of a person, even if we disagree with them, whereas liberals are really not. And we kind of have no choice. Like, it's just what it is. Um, But yeah, so I don't know if you have anything to add there, Brie. Tell me, Tell well, okay, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. I (laughs) I want to hear that. But then also adding on to that, tell us again your prediction of what's going to happen with uh, Travis and Taylor this year. Mm. Well, I think they're going to get engaged. I don't think it's going to, everyone's like, at the Super Bowl? And I'm like, no. I don't think she wants that. I think I, I think it will be a little bit more private than that. But I do think they're going to get engaged. And to be honest, I think she's going to settle down a little bit, at least a little bit, after her tour is over at the end of this year. So, But you did say that you don't think that they're going to get married. I know. I did say that. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I may have changed my tune a little now that I've seen clips of them actually together seeming to like each other yeah okay. so so you think maybe it's I real what do you mind. think maybe about think these will. what do you think about the psyop theory i think it's a lot of people who don't know everything and i'm certainly not saying i know everything but 
Um, I think there are a lot of missing pieces that they're not seeing. I think there's a lot of conservative panic that sometimes happens with celebrities that are this big. Um, and I, I don't agree with it. I think she's just a celebrity and I think she just has huge influence. It's not really news to me that someone this big would have influence over an election. I don't know why that's making headlines, really, because of course, of course, she's going to influence her and younger. Of course, she's liberal. Of yeah, course of she's course liberal. she's liberal. Of course, she believes those things. And in comparison to other celebrities, she actually doesn't talk about it as much as a lot of them do. Um, she's just bigger. So when she does, it's amplified more. So I, I don't know. I don't. So what do you think is behind all of this hate? Like, why do you think people are assuming it's a psyop and like it's this contrived thing? I think be- because there's so much fascination with her, like She's always on. Well, she's not always on screen with on, in football games. She is. People are pressed about it's a that. small fraction of the time she's on screen, but she is on screen when the Chiefs are playing. And I think that core audience, the NFL core audience, hates that because she's not their core audience. And that has I think that has amplified things a lot. And now people are like, she's everywhere. We can't get rid of her. She's at football games. She's at concerts. She's on magazine covers because she's kind of at the height of her career right now. And you see clips of her everywhere when she's on tour. And now she's at football games. And I get it. She is everywhere. And you can feel like you can't get rid of her. But I'm going to make people mad and I'm going to make the other side mad now. People who are mad that she's being shown at a football game because it apparently trivializes football. (laughs) Football is trivial. Football is trivial. Okay? Like, I'm not saying that it's not a great thing to care about. That's great. I, I understand the importance of sports, but it's a football game. It's a football game. At the end of the day, it is a game where a bunch of guys are passing a ball down a field. Okay? That's what it is. It's impossible to trivialize it more than what it is. And so I don't understand the big stink about Taylor Swift being shown on camera. On the other hand, I also don't understand why she is so offended by people caring about that. At the award show... The other night, Joe Coy, I think that's his name. He's mm-hmm. the comedian. He made a very, I thought, <laughs> lighthearted joke yeah. about Taylor Swift being shown on the camera at Chiefs games. And the camera panned to her and she was just sitting there stone faced. I cannot believe this is what I'm <laughs> imagining she's saying. I cannot believe he would make a joke about me being shown on camera. It would have been great for her to just be like, ha, 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 ha. That's so funny. Everyone knows she doesn't have control over it. Why didn't she laugh? I know. It was a joke at the expense of the NFL, not at her, yeah. which I, I was also really confused by that. Why be offended by that? It's possible also that they cut away before she could react. Um, and that was just her like hearing true. it. I don't know. I don't know. But true. That's but true. That was my initial reaction too. I was like, why are you... <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Maybe it was like a timing thing and she actually did laugh at it. And now it's gone viral on social media and she just doesn't feel like defending herself, which is fine. Um, there is a clip, though, from the last game. And I, we don't know what she was saying, but it looks like she's looking up at herself being shown for a long period of time. And at the very end, she goes, go away, please. That's what it like you think she's saying uh, based on lip reading. And 
I mean, I would feel the same way, honestly. Yeah. Stop showing me then if you're yeah. all complaining about it. Yeah. But I think the NFL probably likes the chatter. Oh, yeah. Whether it's people are arguing happy, mm-hmm. mad about it. Um, they like the chatter about it because yeah. it does make people like you and me talk about it, whereas typically we wouldn't be talking about football right now. <laughs> yeah. So that's fair. I just don't really care i well we just spent an hour talking about it but i just mean like it doesn't make me feel super happy it doesn't make me feel super angry maybe i would care more if i were a football fan um but okay i've got some more i'll give you to finish this i didn't think we were going to spend the whole episode on it but here we are i'll finish it with my thoughts about her influence could she actually impact the election should she be someone that people look up to in any regard or not. Uh, But let me pause. Let me tell you about our last sponsor for the day. And that is Jace Medical. We don't know what's going to happen this year. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You want to be not paranoid, but prepared. And so you want to make sure that you got that food supply, you got that water supply, but you also want to make sure that you've got the medicine that you rely on taking care of. So those prescriptions, those daily prescriptions that you and your family take or antibiotics for common infections, you want to have a stash of those, like a year-long stash of those put away. Hopefully you never have to tap into them, but you want to have them there just in case because when it comes to that, it's so much better to be safe than sorry. That's what Jace Medical does. Through their telemedicine process, you You can get a year-long supply of common antibiotics as well as the daily prescriptions that you and your family rely on. You save that year-long sash. You've got it if you ever need it. It just gives you peace of mind. Go to jacemedical.com. Use code Allie at checkout for a discount. That's jacemedical.com. Code Allie. jacemedical.com. Code Allie. Okay. Um, Here's here's my thought. Uh, Taylor Swift is extremely influential, but I don't think she is going to convince anyone or at least very many people to vote Democrat uh, who weren't going to already. I mean, maybe, like maybe Mary Margaret, the uninformed 22-year-old UGA grad from Alpharetta in her first year in her big girl marketing job, whose parents voted Republican, but who's now feeling like a little rebellious and is thinking of voting for Joe Biden. Maybe, maybe her, like maybe she'll be convinced by Taylor Swift, but also like give her five years. Mary Margaret will be married and her husband will set her straight. Um, Now, will Taylor Swift cause a baby boom? That's what some people are saying, that they are going to like, she's going to encourage women into this stable, like domesticated life of having kids. Maybe, maybe that would be a positive development. Um, Or maybe she will convince women that having a long series of seemingly toxic, unhealthy, long-term relationships until you find the rich man of your dreams when you're 34 and everything just falls together is normal and good. But it's not. That's not a goal to aspire to. Not for anyone, but especially, especially not for the Christian. Now, I'm not talking about the getting married in your 30s part. I'm not saying that is uh, in itself negative. Most women I know who are single in their 30s or unmarried in their 30s have wanted to be married for a long time. I'm talking about the apparently poor judgment in men, the relationships that are so high emotion, that are turbulent, that are sexual, that always end 
in so much heartbreak. That is not the thing to aspire to. And it's not just Taylor Swift. It's Taylor Swift, Olivia Rodrigo, Selena Gomez, Billie Eilish. I mean, so many other artists that romanticize like the codependent, deeply involved dating relationships that end up going up in flames. And that not only should not be romanticized, it shouldn't be normalized. That's not normal. It's common. It's not normal. It's the same effect that like Nicholas Sparks movies and Colleen Hoover books have. They normalize and then glamorize instability. And then they mistake lust for love. That has really big, bad consequences. And what I want you to know, whether you're a Taylor Swift stan or a hater, wherever you are, is that you're better than that. Like you're better than the example that someone like Taylor Swift sets for you. God wants better for you. Whether you get married in your 20s, 30s, 40s, not at all, God wants peace for you. He wants joy for you. He wants healthy relationships for you. He wants sexual purity for you. Married, unmarried, mother or not, you can have a life that is peaceful, that is emotionally stable. You can have self-control. You can honor your body and your integrity. I know the dating scene from what I hear is rough out there. I understand. But it has always been difficult and countercultural to be a Christian. The gate is narrow, but it is better. It is worth it. Taylor Swift, at least from what she has shown us, um, has largely not been very happy much of her adult life. She seems to not really know still who she is who her real friends are, what her beliefs are. So don't fall for the lie that this kind of juvenile confusion is normal and good. As a 33-year-old, it is not. It's not normal and good. For some reason, Taylor Swift's version of at least what I see in a lot of her songs, narcissism, pettiness, immaturity, feminism, promiscuity, awkward sexuality, is categorized as cute and harmless and even inspiring for Christian women. It's not. Now, I will also say, hopefully as a voice of reason here, I I also don't think that she's as harmful as others think that she is. Like, I don't think she's harmless, but I also don't think she's as harmful as some people make her out to be. I think people obsess way too much about things like symbolism and psyops. I just think that she's a person, like a very influential person, a talented person, not a very smart person, IMO. Uh, not the person on whom the Western world will rise and fall, but also she's not a great role model for young girls. I, I mean, I like her music. I think you can enjoy some people's talent without idolizing them or endorsing their worldview, but she's just not someone I would, you know, hoist up and say everyone should be like her and you should be taking your teen girls to her shows. No, no. I think because she seems so young and juvenile and she's not as sexual as some other artists like Beyonce or whoever else, people think that, oh, yeah, it's good to take my 13, 14 year old to her shows when like, oh, my gosh, the messages that she is relaying in some of her songs, while those of us who are older are able to filter them out. I'm not sure that a 13 year old should be listening to a song like Karma. I don't. That's a horrible theological message, like a horrible worldview. 
it's always all about her and everyone who has wronged her and other people's like misunderstanding of her intentions and things like that. The closest that she got, I think, to like wisdom, discernment and self-awareness is when she said, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. And that is a good message for all of us, actually, um, because at the end of the day, we're not responsible for everything that happens to us, but we are responsible for the choices that we make. And a lot of what happens to us is actually dependent upon the choices that we make. Not everything, but a lot. And so I appreciate that. Maybe that was like a glimmer of hope, of maturity for Taylor Swift. But I guess that's where I I, I fall on it. I'm sure other people have had the same stance. Like, I don't think that she is as influential as some people think. I also think that she is more influential than others think. I don't think that she is talentless. I don't think she's the most talented person in the world. I don't think that she is a psyop. I do think that she will have political influence to maybe push one segment of the demographic to being more liberal than they would have been already. I still have my doubts about that. There have been a lot of influential celebrities out there who have tried to sway elections and it just hasn't worked. I think of like Beto O'Rourke. I think of Stacey Abrams and all of the Hollywood um voices and dollars that were flooded into their campaigns and they ultimately lost. And so, yeah, I mean, would I rather her not be like a diehard pro-choice advocate? Would I rather her not make songs that say like, you need to calm down and depict all people who are for biblical marriage and the reality of the gender binary as like backwoods hicks who don't brush their teeth? Yes, I, I would prefer that. But it's also just like, it's what basic celebrities do. And I'm sorry, it's popular. She, she's a basic celebrity. She has no grasp of what's going on. She has no theological wisdom whatsoever. And therefore, she should not be emulated, especially uh, by Christian women. So that's my take on it all. And Taylor Swift took up the whole time, the whole time. That's something, I mean, that's impressive that she is able to command so much <laughs> attention from so many people. Uh, but there you go. That's my take on that. And uh, we've got a lot to talk about this week, especially since we didn't cover the other stories that I wanted to talk about today on today's episode. Uh, so we'll be covering a lot of that tomorrow. We'll be talking about Rip Curl, the surfing company, um, cutting ties with Bethany Hamilton and going with a guy who pretends to be a girl. Um, I will also respond to what I responded to on Instagram about um, the lie that rapes are up because of abortion bans. If we have time, I'll respond to Alistair Begg and what he's been saying about attending gay weddings. And gosh, there's just so much. There's so much to talk about. And I'll try to get to all of it uh, in the next couple of days. But thank you so much for listening and watching. And we will be back here tomorrow. 